are about to hear a life-changing message preached at Revival International Memphis by the Reverend Kojo Orleans Lindsay. In John 6 verse 11, the Bible says that Jesus took the loaves and when he had given thanks, he distributed to the disciples and the disciples to them that were set down and likewise of the fishes as much as they would. In this Sunday's message, Reverend Lindsay preaches a powerful message entitled, The Greatest Miracle of Thanksgiving. It is important to recognize how to be thankful and how that thankfulness leads to a miraculous life. You must first relax and sit down. Then you must appreciate the little things around you. Thirdly, you must verbalize your appreciation. So let us listen into this anointed word and follow Jesus' example and live a thankful life. Be blessed. The Lord and Dennis. Those who know your name. Come on, come on. Let's trust in you. And there is no other, no other faithful God. Say, say, so love me and true. Those who know Come on, come on. Get trust. There is no other, there is no other faithful God. So loving and true, oh, oh, oh. oh how I love the name of Jesus. Oh, oh, oh. oh how I love His name so sweet. How I love, oh, oh, oh. I love the name of Jesus. No other name means more to me. Let's go. Oh, oh, oh. oh how I love the name of Jesus. Go, 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 go. You can't go down. Heavenly Father, we appreciate your goodness. Holy Spirit, we welcome you. May your name be glorified. May your name be exalted. In Jesus Christ's mighty name we pray. Amen. You may please be seated in the presence of the Lord. This Thanksgiving Sunday. Wonderful. Well, today I want to share with you the greatest miracle of Thanksgiving. The greatest miracle and how it happened. Write notes when you come to church because it's an important thing from the word of God. You know, the Bible says, hacking to my voice. But how many had the voice of God? It's the voice of his word. Okay. Now, we're going to learn from Jesus Christ about Thanksgiving. Bible says, when Jesus, John chapter 6, John chapter 6, from verse 5. <laughs> Let's read from um, verse 4. And the Passover. Uh, that's from verse three. And Jesus went up into a mountain. And there he sat with his disciples. And the Passover, a feast of Jews, was near. Okay. When Jesus lifted up, up his eyes, he saw a great multitude or a great company who had come to him you know and he said to Philip when shall we buy bread that these may eat how shall we get bread for such people too many multitudes there's the feeding of the 5,000 how shall we feed such people now watch this when Jesus asks a question, it's a trick. Do you think that he's asking you? He needs your information. I mean, it's like, ah, oh, I didn't know this. Okay, thank you for your advice. No, it's a trick. He knows what he's doing already, you know? So he asks, where? But Bible says, verse 6, but this he said to test him, for he himself knew exactly what he would do. So never to be, to be too arrogant to think that, well, Jesus needs your input, your advice, you know, discussion. Let me decide whether or not. When the word of God comes, you know, don't question it. All right? Jesus knows what is right already. He gives you the opportunity to have an input, but he's actually juggling just 
you know, sometimes just uh, 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 provoking your mind to think a little bit. But he knows what he's going to do. When questions come to your mind, trust that Jesus has the answers. I'll say it again. When life's questions bother you, when the, it looks gloomy, know that Jesus knows exactly. You know, I was worried about, you know, will I have children? Who will my wife be? Where will I live? What is going to be? I was confused. What am I going to be in future? What is going to be my profession? Those questions can be very difficult. Always tell yourself by faith, God knows the answers. God knows the answers. He knows exactly. One time I told somebody, this thing that you're worried about, this exam, the exam period will, be, will, will pass. You would have passed. And you realize it was not necessary to worry about all this anyway. Yeah. The Bible says in Romans 8, 28, and we know, not that we think, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God and to those who are the called according to his purpose. So I have decided that my life, even when I worry, I tell myself, this is going to be over. That's my, 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 my default setting. Don't be anxious about anything. Just pray about it. Sometimes not even prayer, your thoughts will be answered. That's the truth. Yeah, babies don't ask for it. They just have to cry. That's all. The mother knows something is worrying you. They cover you. They give you breast milk. They give you all water. They know exactly what to do. Jesus knows already. Those of you who are wondering, will I ever get married? Somebody said, those words, I love you. I never thought I would have heard it. But I can assure you will hear them. You will hear those words and more in Jesus' name. Don't be worried about it. You will hear them. Will I also do well? You will do well in Jesus' name. He has the answers. Amen. So Philip was anxious. Disciples often, uh, where shall we? She said, where shall we? She's just going by what you normally would think. The Bible says he knew exactly what was going to happen. Tell somebody, God knows exactly what to do. Yeah. All right. Now, Philip answered to him. Look at our normal answers. 200 denarii worth of bread is, will not be enough or sufficient even if everyone will have just a little. In other words, even if we broke our bank, how can we feed 5,000? I mean, we took 5,000 people to uh, Chick-fil-A or to which are the be your best restaurants. You don't go to restaurants. Red Lobster. Okay. Olive Gardens. And we took 5,000. I mean, we're just about 100 something. It's not going to be easy. But you took 5,000. You would ask the same question. That look, if I broke my whole bank account, Philip said, it will not be worth it. Well, then, watch this. See, see so, so, so I'm going to tell you some of the steps you need to take. You see, if I brought 200 worth, it will not be enough. It will not be enough. One of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, said to him, There is a little child, a lad, a little boy here, who has five barley loaves and two fishes. But what are these among so many? 5,000, I mean, come on. That's apart from the women and the children. So there's two loaves, two fishes, five loaves. But what is this? I mean, this is nothing. That's not going to do the job. Then Jesus said, make the people sit down. Make the people sit down. Now, there was so much grass in the place. So the men sat down in number about 5,000. And Jesus took the loaves and when he had given thanks. Somebody say, when he had given thanks. I'm talking about the miracle of giving thanks. I'm talking about the miracle of giving thanks, the power of thanksgiving. And Jesus took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed them to the disciples, and the disciples distributed them to those who were sitting down, and likewise of the fish, as much as they wanted. In other words, everybody ate to their satisfaction, as much as they wanted. I mean, if you went to a restaurant with somebody like, like um, Ofambi and Junior, as much as they wanted, Especially my firstborn. When we're going to a buffet, 
I like to take my sons because they can do good to my money. Because my stomach and my wife's stomach and my stomach it doesn't work. But my boys, they will make up for all the money we paid. Yeah. So when I'm going to a buffet, I like to come with Junior or Fambi and you know, uh huh, you know, Rashad, Ngo, uh huh, people like that, people of power. Someone says stomach power. Yeah. No, no, no. I don't take Frisaya, GKC. No, 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 no. No, no, no. Until I mean, they will spoil my money. No. Yeah. One time my son said, you are taking my daughter to the restaurant because he had made some money, some bonus. Took her to the restaurant and then my son calls me and tells me, man, daddy, I'm never taking my meat to the restaurant again. I said, why? I mean, I took her to a buffet and she's just picking on the food. She's just picking on the food. I'm not going to do this again. I said, son, you don't understand. Mommy is a girl. It's good training for when you are entering a relationship. Girls don't eat. They pick at food. Guys eat. And therefore, just enjoy. You went with her for the company, not for what she's about to eat. Tell somebody, girls are for company, not for food. Yeah. So I told her, I told him, you said you're not going to take her to restaurant again. No, you're going to take her again. Because that's your training. Don't treat her like a boy. So I said, the following week, they are going back. She picks or she eats. You're going to be happy. Enjoy the company and enjoy the food. Clap for the Lord Jesus. Amen. So they ate as much as they could. Anything anybody wanted, they could eat as much and they were full. You know, and they distributed to, and then they ate as much as they wanted. So when they were filled, somebody say, when they were filled, Thanksgiving will fill you up. When they were filled, he said to his disciples, gather up the fragments that remain so that nothing is lost. Therefore, they gathered them up and filled 12 baskets with the fragments of the five lo loaves which were left over by those who had eaten. Then those men, when they had seen the sign that Jesus did, said, this is truly the prophet who is to come to the world. Clap again for Jesus. Now, Let's break down this miracle into what exactly happened. When it is time for miracles from the Lord, the first thing you do, number one, is relax and sit. Relax. The Bible says, Jesus Christ told the people, sit down, relax. Tell somebody, calm down, calm down. Calm down. Tell somebody, you are too anxious. The Bible says in Philippians, I'm talking about how you can get your miracles on thanksgiving based on the foundation of thanksgiving how to be thankful how to be uh, to walk a miraculous life how to see things multiply in your life many of us are operating in the lowest potential because we don't use these principles that jesus used jesus christ said let them sit down there's too much anxiety around when you're anxious you can't even think Bible says in Philippians chapter 4 and verse 6, be anxious about nothing but in everything by prayer, supplication with thanksgiving let your request be made known unto God and the peace of God that passeth all understanding will keep your heart and your mind through Christ Jesus. The word is, it passes understanding. I have tried this several times. When things cause anxiety, take time and take a break. I love you. I miss you. Take time. Give me a hug, my dear. And take a break. Good to see you. That's one of my daughters. Don't be jealous. If you finish, you also come out kiss you. Don't worry. Pastor Kiki kisses church member in front of the full view. Hey, they said kiss one another with a holy kiss. It's in the Bible. Now, when anxiety is brewing, take a break. Some of you, even the way you pray, as if a train is following you. No, I don't do that. Sometimes my prayer, I just sit down and wait on the Lord. The Bible says, they that wait upon the Lord, especially when I'm anxious, I take a deep breath. I sit. I settled. My father got my back. That's faith. 
Faith is not agitation. Faith is not anxiety. The disciples were too anxious. It's, they said, let them go out. Let them go and find food. Look, it's getting too late. Oh, no, no. Well, some boy is here, but it's not too... Uh, anxiety breeds um, 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 doubt Amen. and takes away the miracles. Oh. Sometimes, especially, you're walking in a place, hey, you, you know, I forgot my license. Hey, what if the police get yeah. me? That's when you rather make the accidents happen. <laughs> hey, yeah, exam period is coming. I don't think I've studied much. Hey, I'm going to fail. Of course you will fail. That's oh. why Job said, the thing that I feared the most has come upon me. That is usually the beginning point of trouble. Your miracles are hindered by your anxiety. Mercy. Hey. Yeah. Anxiety is a great hindrance to miracles, to the supernatural. It's actually a, a testament of doubt. Anxiety. That's why a psychiatrist, anxiety is a sickness. Do you know anxiety disorder it needs treatment? It's a spirit. It's a spirit. It, 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 it comes from fear. Wow. Doubt. And Bible says, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but he has given you the spirit of power and of love and of a sound mind. I remember my wife. One time I said, calm down, calm down. Don't, 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 don't be. Hey, hey, hey. I said, calm down. Okay, okay, I won't come. I won't, I won't say it again. I'm calm, I'm calm, I'm calm. I'm calm, I'm calm. What is this? You are not calm. You are just saying you are calm, but you are not calm. Help us, Lord. Hey. 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 What's going to happen? Hey. Hey. Okay, you say I That's not, not the kind of calm I'm talking about. I'm talking about calmness where you take a break. Oh. Turn on the television. Turn on some music. Put on some dancing shoes and let the steps Man. breathe. Some of you, when the worship is going on, I can see you have not started your road to your miracle. You can't even dance. I said, go down low. Good. And you are standing there in your son. Oh. Even your face. I'm afraid to even preach to you. <laughs> Help us, Lord. Now you are infecting me like COVID virus. <laughs> with anxiety face. No. No. Anxiety breeds doubt. Be not anxious oh. about anything. In fact, there's a, uh, there's a verse. I think it's Philippians 4, 6 mm. in the message. It says, don't worry about it. You know that song? Don't worry. Do -do 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 about a thing because every little thing is gonna be all right baby don't worry don't worry about the thing every little thing is in the bible don't worry about anything instead pray about everything tell god what you need and after that just thank him for all he has already done clap for the lord jesus yeah I used to worry about who I will marry. Will she have hips? Will she have legs? Will she have dimples? <laughs> Meanwhile, I had written all those things on the paper and I had put it in my Bible. I prayed ah. to God and I'm worrying about it. Oh. Then what's the point? What's the point? What's the point? One person went into the bus and everybody, you know, was checking out their, their payment, you know, and then putting the the person carried the whole suitcase onto the bus and put it on her lap. Hey. As a, and he said, I said, I asked, why didn't you put it with a car? He said, well, I don't have money to, to, to pay for them to keep it under there for me. He said, no, it's part of the package. When you paid, you paid for everything. Now you pay for the thing, you carry it yourself. God takes away. He says, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. I will oh. give you rest. Yes. Clap for the Lord Jesus. Oh, amen. Why do you have to carry it? Has God told you he needs your help? The Holy Spirit is the one who's called the helper. I don't know the last time, the next. When did you change your name to Holy Spirit? Mercy. <laughs> help us, Lord. John 14, 26 says, but the helper, uh -huh. but the comforter, uh -huh. the Holy Spirit, whom the Father shall send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatever i have taught you oh you are not the holy spirit 
You're not my personal Holy Spirit. Don't tell me it's not going to work. Don't give me grief. Don't give me anxiety. Don't bring depression to me. By your negative sentiments, Jesus did not listen to Philip. He, neither did he listen to Andrew. He just gave thanks. He turned his attention from the people of doubt and began to look up. I look up to the hills from whence cometh my help. My help comes from the Lord who made the heaven and the earth that you are sitting inside trying to make me agitated about the person who made what we are sitting inside. Since when did you make the world? You can't solve any problems for me too. Ladies and gentlemen, number one road to the Thanksgiving miracle is to relax and sit down. Settle down. Clap for the Lord Jesus. Number two. Number two. Appreciate the little things around. They are the source of your miracles. Appreciate the little things around. Jesus Christ asked them, what do you have here? He said, oh, we have a little boy here. A little boy? I mean, you have some two fishes. And yes, first of all, he said, first of all, appreciate the little things. And then number three, appreciate the little people around you. Wow. Someone says, little things, little things are the source of my big miracles. Little people are the source of my big miracles. Look at the thing that this guy said. He said, <laughs> um, you know, one of the disciples, Andrew, said, Simon Peter's brother, said to him, There is a lad here who has five barley loaves and two small fishes. But what are these among so many? What are these? Listen, ladies and gentlemen, I have realized that most people discuss the things they don't have. But rarely do you hear about what they have. True. Be careful about the things you don't have. They will even make you lose appreciation of what you have. When God saw Moses and Moses was complaining, I can't do this. He said, I don't know. How can I do? I'm not eloquent. I can't do this. I can't. God asked him one question and I remember that question all the time. What do you have in your hand? And he said, I have only a rod. He said, God said, that's enough. Oh, how can it be enough? I was talking about army. Do you know I've been in Egypt before? They nearly killed me. I've been in the house. I've been a prince in Pharaoh's house. Do you know I've lived there for 40 years and you're telling me a stick is what? <laughs> it is the Lord who is oh. speaking, my darling. Amen. What is in your hand? It's a rod. Don't worry. God can use anything. Amen. And he said, okay, since you don't appreciate it, Cast the rod to the wrong and you see the power. In your hands is not much. But you cast it out, what it will do? He cast it out. Wow. Sometimes, and it became a snake. And then other people who brought snakes, that snake swallowed all the snakes. Oh. In your hand, oh. that thing may be nothing. nothing. But in the hand of God, oh. it can do Amen. a whole lot. The Amen. problem is the hand oh. that is holding it. The problem is who's having it. Amen. I've seen people mismanage what God gives them. You have a little job and your attitude is the reason why you're not promoted. Yeah. Actually, it's the reason why you got fired. Yeah. You don't appreciate school. little things. Okay. You Very don't true. appreciate little things. The miracle is in the appreciation. Anything you appreciate, appreciates. Wow. Anything you appreciate, appreciates. You don't have, this little church, you call it a little church, I appreciate it. When I came to Memphis, there was no church. I only came with my wife and my three little children who knew nothing. My room had nothing. And then I put, we had only an office chair. When I'm preaching in my living room, I put the chair down. When my wife is singing praises or giving announcement, I sit down. When I'm preaching, she sits down. That's a chair. And we had toy boxes for my children. My child once told me, Daddy, I want to go to the real church. I looked in his face. I said, I bind. Yeah. It is childish not to appreciate little things. Bible says, who has despised the days of small things? Who has despised? Bible says in Job chapter 8 verse 7, 
though thy beginnings be small, yet thy latter end shall greatly increase. Little things. I started in school as a freshman. I appreciated, I valued the freshman, the exams, the little exams. That is what has made me a physician. Yeah. The little scriptures that John 3.16, that you feel is nothing. To me, it's a whole lot. That is what has multiplied. And now you look at me and you think I'm the Bible in front of you. No, it's appreciation of the little. The little instructions God gives. The little things that God brings my way. God gave me my wife. When my wife came, she was very small. I appreciated. I lifted her on the wedding day. And I said, thank you, Lord. I could swing her around like this. Glory to God. God has blessed me and has made her bigger. Glory to Jesus. Now I can hug her. And I tell you, when I hug her, I feel God has blessed me. God has given me three children out of that. A fourth girl out of that. And today, the other time she was complaining, I'm, she's too big. I said, you're not too big. I told you on wedding day, to have and to hold, the more I can have, the more I can hold. Clap for the Lord Jesus. Yeah. I like the little and I like the much. Bible says be content with such things as you have. The problem with you is you don't appreciate the little things. Somebody say I'm too big. Somebody say I'm too small. I am just alright the way the Lord has made me. Amen. That's what I want. If it's okay for God to yes. keep me this way, then I like it. That's if he it. changes it, I'll appreciate it. Clap for Jesus. Wow. When you are not here, I preach to the people with this much anointing. Yeah. Now that you are here, the anointing is still the same. You wait till we get to a thousand. We are in our cathedral. I'll preach the same. Because little or much, I appreciate it. That's I it. thank God for it. That's Anything it. you appreciate that's will appreciate. The problem is the hand that's holding it. You, some of you have lost husbands. You didn't appreciate them. That was a little boy. No. He said, and little people. Little people. Little people. Little people. He said, oh, it's only a lad. Even to call a lad. Says, says, you should say, there's somebody here. Among all the big, big people, nobody had bread. And now, you, you, you insult the bread and you insult the person who owns the bread. What a show. Yeah. Some of you don't appreciate what you have or who you have. That's why some of us lose jobs. We don't appreciate the job or the boss or the pastor, or the spouse, or the parent. People are valuable. People are valuable. You want a miracle, but you don't want the people. There is nothing. What have you that you did not receive? Anything you have. It takes the channel as a human being. It may be little, maybe much. Look at these student girls here. I like them. They look, you see me. When I, went, I go and dance with the kids, I like them. All of them were a little like that, and they've grown. You, you are a little like that. Hey. I pastored you for 35 years. Yes. And how dare you tell me I should spend more time with that? What about the children? The disciples had that problem. One time, the mothers brought the children for Jesus to bless them. And then the, the disciples rebuked the mothers. Take the children away. Take the children away. We don't want children here. Jesus rebuked them and said, Stop it right there. Suffer the little children to come to me. For such is the kingdom of heaven. And he said, unless you are converted to be as this little child, you have no place here. I value children. You call me a big pastor here. I was a little pastor. God did not despise me. I made my mistakes. Yeah. But you know, children, Obama, who has become so great, was once a little boy. Yeah. Some people despised him. One of the parents didn't take care of him. But another parent valued him as a little child. The white grandparents did. And he was grown up, was taken to school. A little boy from little African country of Kenya became the president of the world. Because somebody valued him enough to send him to school. Watch that little child. Sometimes the way we treat our children as if they are nothing. Their mistakes are meant to be corrected. There's a reason why they brought them to you. Some of the children have not been hugged. I go and hug one of them and give the person a kiss and you are complaining because you don't love them enough. Some of them, the things they are looking for, they are looking for love in all the wrong places because they don't get any love and appreciation from us. Yes. 
We throw things at them. We throw food at them. We throw money at them. We throw gadgets and, and, and iPad and uh, iPhone and games and dresses and foolish things like that. But no time spent with them. No quality time to nurture them with their homework. Because they are a little lad. You're behaving like Philip. You're behaving like Andrew. Your miracles are not going to come. Except Jesus takes them over and start looking up and valuing that little boy and those little fishes and those little loaves. Clap for the Lord Jesus. Yeah. Many of us, it's not that God doesn't give us things, but we lack appreciation. We are proud and arrogant. Yeah. We focus on the things that we don't have. What do you have? What do you have? What is it that you have? You're waiting for the day that you get a million. Then you build a house. You're waiting for the day that you get a pastor who wears a cloak and all that. No, 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 no. What you have now, if you appreciate it, it will appreciate. Yeah. I understood what school meant. That's how I became a doctor. It was inside all the time. But the question is that God gets inputs from people, from things. But will you value them? That bridge is what you don't want to take because you think it's too weak. So fix it and have it. People are meant to be fixed. Things are meant to be appreciated. And your lack of appreciation and desire to fix things, you want ready-made, fully made, all cooked, all served. You're looking for a man to marry and you're looking for somebody who has a car already. Somebody who has a house already. Somebody who has it all cooked. You don't want to struggle with somebody who's a student. You don't want to struggle. My wife told me one day what I saw in you. Because I had only one suit. Even that one, it was used 35 times. I bought it at a place they call the Bend Down Boutique. The boutique, when you go there, they are not hanging. They're on the floor. You pick the best selection because it's used three times over. That's what I could afford. I bent down to my boutique. I check. No, I don't like this. I put it down. I don't like this. I put it down. I wear this one. It's too worn. And listen. But she said, I did not look at the you. I saw you had an eye for the future. Many people don't like the future. They want the now. The now. You want the glory? You want the glory? You will have it. But every glory has a story. It's called history. His story. Be interested in the story that makes that person what it is. Look at that little boy. He became the hero that solved the problem of the 5,000. Look at those two fishes. They became the source of the feeding and everybody was full. What you have can fill you. Contentment. Bible says godliness with contentment is great gain. Great gain is not just, you're godly but you're not content. It's not enough. There are godly people here but your attitude is not a contentment attitude. I can assure you, you will not, there will be no great, no gain, not even a great gain. Gain will not come and greatness will not come. Great gain combination comes when godliness meets with contentment. Clap for Jesus. By the way, contentment is not wanting or having what you want. What you want, you may never have it. But wanting what you have. What do you have? I value every one of you church members. Yeah, Thanksgiving. I sent every one of you. If you are on my boat. At Thanksgiving, I said, I appreciate you so much for who you are. With, by name. One by one. There are a lot of church members. But I took the whole day and more. Because I appreciate every one of you. I pray for you by name. Twice a week. That's what I do. That's how important you are. Of course you will appreciate. Of course you will increase. Of course you become great. Of course you... And watch it. You will never be a useless person. You will never be a hopeless person. So long as I value that little, it will increase. Clap for the Lord Jesus. Clap for the Lord Jesus. Some of you, a little quarrel and then you leave. A little disagreement and you bang the door. Meanwhile, you've left your cell phone and your car key behind. But you've banged it. Now you want to go back. Shame on you. H-A-P-P-Y. Shame. Is that the right spelling? You bang the door too hard behind you. Even if you're leaving, leave gently. Appreciate the years 
even though this year is not good, there have been good years. There was a time that that job was your prayer topic. There was a time that that man was your dream come true. There was a time that that mother was everything to you. There was a time that that father, that pastor was, oh, God sent. Things have changed in your mind. But remember the years of old and appreciate because you may go there again. God may use that bridge again to bless you. Hallelujah. Amen. Bible says godliness with contentment is great gain. For we brought nothing into this world. And it is certain we will carry nothing out. Therefore having food and raiment, let us therewith be content. Let's be content with the little things that we have. I like my home. I've never resigned from a job. Not once. I will appreciate it. I've never resigned, resigned from a woman. Not once. Married when I took it true. I've never resigned from a church. Not once. I've never refused a church member. Not once. You get in touch. I appreciate it. God gave me little and much. Some of you don't serve. I've never served. I've never thrown you away. You see one day you serve. Some of you, the way you talk to me, but I pray about you. Yeah. It's the same little things. What do you have in your hand? He says, two loaves. But now look, the next thing is stop memoring and complaining. Stop memoring and complaining. It's the road to a miracle. Murmuring is a dangerous thing. Do you know what the word murmur comes from? Murmur. It is not a social term. It's a medical term. It's a cardiac term. It's a heart condition. Do you know what murmur is? A murmur is seen, you know, the heart chambers are guarded by openings. And then they are, the openings are guarded by valves. Valve. That allows flow of blood in or out. Now, when the, the, the valve is happy, flow is natural. When the valve is narrow or is too big, then they make a certain sound. Normally, heartbeats, the heart flow, it has, produces no sound. It's smooth. Boom, boom, boom. You can just boom, 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 boom. But sometimes, that's a memo. It's a memo. It's a memo. It's a low level sound that produced from the heart. It's in the heart. It's not seen, but it is reflecting a dissatisfaction that is too narrow, is too small, is too, and it leads to a bigger problem. A memo is a dangerous sign. It's a sign of a secret danger that is going to kill, that's going to destroy. When there's a murmur and it's not fixed, the valve is not replaced. Any murmur, the right way to do is to replace the valve. You replace the person that has been given the choice to allow influx or reception. Your murmur will cause you to be replaced. Your complaining will cause you to be replaced. You watch it. Anything you've complained about, you've lost it. Yeah. Yeah. Murmurs are a sign for replacement. Yeah, it's a weakness, it's a disease. Silent, low-key, but it's usually from the heart. You don't want people to know that you're not happy. I mean, buy a car. I thought you'd buy white. You, somebody gave you a car. I thought it was German. I wanted a German car. Somebody gave you a car. Oh, I traded it in because, I mean, you know, is that the kind of car you want me to have? What do you think about me? Really? replacement comes from complaining. Remember, God replaced all the Israelites with young people who didn't complain. In fact, the Israelites complained about it. Hey, you brought us from Egypt. You didn't give us. You brought us to kill us here. And, then, and our little children, what will they eat? What will they drink? God told them, the little children that you're coming, they I will spare. But none of you will get there. For 40 years and 40 you'll be walking in this wilderness if you don't change your attitude you'll never get to the promised land many of us the reason why we are not at the promise is that the road to the promise is littered with complaints memories everything we have is a problem when will it become a solution 
When will you stop complaining? When will you accept the job that you have? When will you accept the friend you have? When will you accept the church you have? When will you accept the pay that you have? It being because you don't accept the pay. You are stealing. You are complaining. You are missing days of work. You are not even happy. Me, give me a job. No matter what you give me, I'll give it to my best. You yourself will see and promote me. A good attitude, what you need, not a good pay. Jesus taught us it's a good attitude. Even if you are a disciple called Philip or Andrew, even if you are Peter's brother, your attitude is wrong, complaining. Jesus turned away from them. I don't want to deal with you. Yeah. Turn away from them. Complaining, murmuring, complaining, murmuring. What is it that God has given you that you are not satisfied? Watch it. The job you are complaining about, the day you leave, it will be somebody's prayer topic. And the person will give thanksgiving offering for the same job you walked away from. Yeah. There was a certain person who was married. And then, I mean, we were talking to the person. This is a good wife. This is a good wife. So no, it's not a good wife. Let her go. Let her go. Then the wife left. Make the wife. The wife said everything. Said everything. The wife left. Now the wife was married again. Oh, somebody had said, "This is my queen. This is my." You should see the wedding. Beautiful wedding. Beautiful attitude. And the man couldn't wait. Was saying so much. Thank you. Called back and said. This person that was training your church, such a good woman, such a good woman, such a... I didn't tell the guy that you don't know that this good woman was somebody's reject. Yeah. Yeah. And I told a friend of mine, that person doesn't know that the years of difficulty had molded the person into a better shape. And uh, you've done all the work when it was now fully blown. You're using the past to complain. And although the person has become better, because of your old nature, your old view, you can't even see that improvement has come. You can't even see that all your complaining, all your bashing, all your insults had made that person into a better person. But you have a mind of old. I must leave this job. I must leave this man. I must leave this school. I must leave this church. I must leave this thing. Why? When at all will you retain something? That's the reason why you can't retain any blessing. Because it's not a blessing to you, but it's somebody's blessing. May you be able to retain a blessing. Jesus converted that little two fish and five loaves will always appreciate. If you stop complaining, if you relax, if you appreciate the little people, if you appreciate the little things. Oh, this is a big message. This was not the message I was going to preach. Yeah. As I was driving in, I heard my bishop preaching, so I decided, let me preach it to you. I just heard it. Clap for the Lord. I just heard the message. Yeah. Stop complaining. The Bible says they murmured and they were destroyed of the destroyer. Do you know Satan likes memories? It's attract. Memoring attracts evil. When there is a murmur, murmur, it attracts infection. We call it endocarditis. Every heart that has a murmur, that has a murmur, the next thing is every infection is attracted to you. Nothing else but that. Yes. Yes. Heart failure comes to hearts with murmur. Yeah. Failure comes to people who murmur. Infection, problems, evil, comes to people who murmur. Bible says they murmured, bring it up, they murmured and they were destroyed of the destroyer. King James. Yeah. Please. Let me tell you the greatest key that will convert the little things, the little people, the uh, uh, murmuring, all of that into a miracle. It's called thanksgiving. Clap for the Lord Jesus verbalize your appreciation is the next one verbalize verbalize
please, when you come to church, write notes. You make me feel what I'm saying is not important. It's a sign of pride. Yeah. Now don't tell me. Write down notes. It's God speaking. True. Anything you don't write down is not important to you. And God takes note of it. Be a child. Everyone here, when you come, be a child. Carry a notebook. The Bible says that, that unless you become converted as a little child, you cannot be part of my kingdom. Believe me, I intentionally write notes everywhere I go. No, even if I know it. Because a little verse will make a difference. It's a lack of spirituality that makes us not write notes. I've said. Yeah. Memory, you don't hear it. The memory is what leads to gossip. Sometimes the memory is not enough for the person. Then he goes to another person. Let's share the memory. And that person has just connected you to an infection, to a problem. Now suddenly, you also start seeing, ah, my children are not good. Ah, my job is not good. Ah, this church is not good after all. Gossip does that. It brings infection. It's a transference of memory spirits. Yeah. yeah. Don't tell anybody. You know, did you know that? Don't, don't tell Pastor, okay? But you know, the last time I was talking, what does he mean by if we don't bring notes? I mean, I saw that the pastor was saying, he was looking at me. You see, you see, you see. You see, meanwhile, you had decided next week you're going to bring a notebook, but because of that infection, memo, you say, Ah, no, we are not the ones who's proud. It's Pastor who's proud. He doesn't appreciate, he doesn't understand, he doesn't even know what we're going Heart failure, attraction of infection. I beg you, I apologize if I offended you by telling you write notes, but, but I can show you in Habakkuk. The Bible says that write down the vision. And make it plain on tables of stone that he that reads it will run it. In the Bible. That's why I write notes. You should see my notes. You should see my notes. This one I wrote notes. That's why you are being blessed. I wrote notes. I wrote notes as I was preaching. I was driving. I said, ah, this is too good. Next week I'll preach to you. Part two. Clap for the Lord Jesus. Now, amen. By the grace of God. He said, verse 11. And Jesus took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed it. You'll be shocked at what thanksgiving can do. Anything that you think. When we were children, we used to have oranges, tangerines. We would peel it with our hands, and then we would take the sediments, and we would pierce our finger through one, and then we'll lift it up. God, put sugar in. God, thank you for tangerine. Put sugar in. Aramaic, it's called Nyanko Pomfesi Tretum in Aramaic. God put sugar in this, put sugar in this, and you put it, it's sweeter than the other segments. So we had learned that each segment of the tangerine, before you eat, lift it up to God and say, Thank you, Lord. And then God will put sugar to make it sweeter and better. If you learn to present everything you have, every little thing to God, say thank you first, all your complaining will go away. All your memory will go away. All your heart failure, all your infective endocarditis, infection, you will never attract demons. Appreciative people, grateful people, they are amazing. They are amazing. They are amazing. If you like, look at every problem you've had. The foundation is ingratitude. Watch it. Look at any problem you've had, anything you've lost. It's ingratitude. Watch it. Other things may be there, but definitely somewhere inside there is a lack of appreciation. And somebody is about to lose something until you start appreciating it. Somebody is here. This message is for you. This message. Don't wait till your mother dies before you start appreciating them. They may be old. They may have no money. But that is still appreciating time. You will cry your blood out the day that person dies. Everybody has problems. Everything has issues. My car has problems. Your car has problems. The problem is that you want my husband. I want your husband. You watch it. Let's exchange. What will we be exchanging problems? What you thought you didn't have. Yes. 
you have that person who doesn't stick the hand in the nose. But you see that the hand, this time, he sticks the hand in somewhere you may, I may not be able to say here. Yeah. He doesn't stick the hand in the nose. But it's always, always biting it. He said, ah, but you are with people and you are putting your hand in. That's what you got. The nose handling is gone. Now, deal with the mouth. Enjoy your problems so that you can enjoy the people that bring them. Clap for the Lord Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Don't get offended with me. Appreciate me. Okay? If you're offended with me, you are proud. You are proud. That's why you're still losing things. Don't get offended. Don't get offended. Do not get offended. God came here to help you. Now you are getting offended. Your thing is coming again. Your thing is coming again. This same thing is coming again. Jesus. He lifted the thing. That's why we do baby. We're going to do a baby dedication. We lift them to say thank you. And I pray that as we lift, you will appreciate throughout the years. My sons have not been angels. Far from that. But I thank God for them every day. Children, I bless him from the Lord. Bible says, and the fruit of the womb are God's reward. I appreciate the little children. You will see how I will take care of your children. You may be, Bishop Oko died. And then Bishop Oko said, that the son, Bishop Joshua, the son of Bishop Dag, said, Bishop Oko visited me more than my own parents. Yeah. He said, I've never seen a person love me like that before. I made a decision. I will love your children until I love them more than you love them. It's a challenge for me. And I'm going to believe God to do it. I'm going to rally all my shepherds. I've already, instead of one, I've put four people in charge of the youth. They are a blessing. Children are a blessing. Your children are a blessing. Forget about the problems they have. They will, the problem will be resolved. And verbalize. Jesus lifted up and gave thanks. And it is whatever you want to do, give thanks. There is no morning I walk out without giving thanks. I give thanks for the day. I give thanks for my pastors. I give thanks for my sheep. I make mention. I, anytime I'm praying for you, I thank God first for you. That's why you keep coming. You know I appreciate you. Anybody you appreciate, they will feel it. And they will be happy. Jesus, I appreciate it. Let me tell you what thanksgiving is. Psalm 69 verse 30. The Bible says, I will praise the name of the Lord with a song. And I will magnify him with what? Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving makes things bigger. Magnified. I will magnify with what? Complaints. You think you're making people see how bad that person is? No, no, you're actually diminishing where your blessing is. Thanksgiving, I will magnify God with thanksgiving. God becomes big. Thanksgiving enlarges God, expands God, makes God stronger in your life. Complaining makes the devil bigger in your life. I will praise the Lord name of the Lord with a song and I will magnify him with thanksgiving Bible says this shall also please the Lord better than ox and sacrifices it makes God happy anybody who is grateful no wonder God was so happy God sidestepped Andrew sidestepped Philip and Jesus knew the trick we believe it all it was Jesus who did it if Jesus used thanksgiving to magnify what he had, then perhaps your lack of magnification is because of a lack of thanksgiving. If we are followers of Jesus, then let's behave like Jesus. Let's behave like Jesus. Some of us, complaining is just part. It's almost like bread. Anything you say is negative. Anything you say, you just said negative. You even confess negatively about yourself. Now my big stomach, my, meanwhile your stomach is just beautiful. I have been admiring your stomach for 35 years. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to do plastic surgery for my nose. Meanwhile, I'm telling my wife that, have you seen that nostril? I'm praying that you also have that. But you don't know. You don't know. I'm too dark. I'm too this. I'm too that. Really? That is what made Michael Jackson, who was born as a black male, he died a white female. I 
mean, not literally, but he died. I mean, bleached himself, did facial, changed his voice, changed his nothing. Hey, Michael is here. Meanwhile, I started, when he started, it was Michael is here. Be yourself. Whatever God made you is good. Psalm 139, I believe it's verse number 14. Check it. It says, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. He said, I will praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works. And that, that fact, my soul knows it very well. Accept yourself. Accept your lot. Accept your post. I'm not saying that stay there. But you see, on your way there, accept it. Some of you, you drive several miles to work. All you know is your house and the work. But in between, so many beautiful landscapes you've never seen. One person sat in my car and showed me some beautiful things on the road to my work. I said, my goodness, I need to enjoy the road to where I am going. You want a new job? Enjoy the old job. It will teach you a few things that will make you maintain the new job when you get it. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe you can't change it. But there are certain things you can't change. Like you, you can't say, I don't want that, new, that child. It's too late. Too late. I had boys. I tricked my sister into having a baby in my house. And finally, because she's American and from my home, she's come back home. You may not be able to do that. Hallelujah. So enjoy it. And finally, when you have done everything right, like I'm saying, the miracle of the harvest. The Bible says, finally, when they finished feeding and everything, they were left remaining 12 ba basketfuls of loaves and fishes. And you know what? They didn't just throw it away. They gathered the fragments and put them in baskets. The reason why the things are not appreciated because sometimes when you say, oh, it's too small, waste, throw things around, throw things away. Oh, this is nothing. Oh, the but I appreciate the little things. There's little change. The little account money. The little gift that people give you. The little statements of thanksgiving. The little prayers. The fragments. What is left? Don't be wasteful. Everything counts. Some of you have more shoes than you have hair. That may be the reason why you haven't bought a car. You get the point. Yeah. And then all kinds of things that I waste. I can't say it all. But I believe that the miracles, not only will you have and be satisfied, but you will have an overflow into 12 baskets. I see that happening to you. God brought you here today to transform you. That home will become nice again. That life will become nice again. Your smile will come back again. That job you lost, you're going to get another one. But your new attitude will retain that job. God sent me to let you know that what you have is enough. He's working on you. He's working on the things. Oh, stop complaining. You've not bought it. Don't pay for it. Stop worrying about the future. Don't be anxious. God's got your back. And watch it. In the next year, the 2024 that is coming, you'll be one of the brightest things that ever happened to Memphis. Because of this five or six or seven point study of what transformed a large fish and loaves into something so great. We're about to see your excesses. You're about to see your overflow. We're about to see your blessing. We're about to see the heavens open upon your life. We're about to see the grace of God. We're about to see you start as a Joseph with your clothes of many colors. You're about to enter that palace where everything, you're going to be feeding other people. You're going to be blessing other people because you apply the principles of Jesus Christ on this Thanksgiving. Why don't you rise to your feet, put your hands together for Jesus and give the Lord a mighty shout of praise. Hallelujah. Wow. I preach myself happy. A word of caution. Do not let any of these points make you mad. 
God has your best interest and apply it, please. I will kneel down and beg you. Take each and every one of these points. It's a magnifier. It's going to make you greater. It's going to make you better. It's going to push you, catapult you into places that you never would have been. And don't regret. Stop about regrets about the past. Oh, if I only knew this message. No problem. In his time, he makes all things beautiful. Even what you've gone through, thank God for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Rather than regretting and crying, begin to thank God. His past is gone. Praise is the next key. Thank God that it happened. Just tell yourself that God was preparing a better thing for me. Oh, I lost a job. Never resigned, but I lost. It's gone. But as my wife taught me, just stop complaining and just praise. The job I have is far better. If the Lord had not allowed that to go, this wouldn't have come. I see somebody marrying again. I see somebody having a beloved. You lost a relationship. I see somebody. I see somebody like Job. Bible says, God gave, God has taken, blessed be the name of the Lord. And God gave him double for what he had. Your life will be better off in the future than it has been. Whatever you lost, would be a good reason through thanksgiving to get a better one. You are going to get a better one. A better job. A better attitude. A better place. A better level of finances. A better relationship. Mark it somewhere. Mark it somewhere. Mark it somewhere. How can you count two fishes and five loaves compared to baskets? That's going to be your lot. You'll be a basket lady. You'll be a basket gentleman. You'll not be a piece bread. Hallelujah. What a blessing. Lift up your hands and say thank you Jesus. What a blessing. Father honor your people. Through gratitude may you be magnified. Become big. Expansion of your blessing. Of your favor upon your people. Expansion of our lives. Expansion of our destiny careers. Of our GPA. Of our academics. Of our intelligence greatness, favor like Joseph. Give us favor. Clothes of many colors. Every sphere of life represented in the colors. The rainbow blessing of every sort will come to you in Jesus' name. Now put your hand on your heart and tell the Lord, please take away every murmur, every murmur, every disease, everything in my heart that attracts evil, that attracts death, that attracts failure. That attracts negativity. I take it. I curse it. I cancel it. In the name of Jesus Christ. Somebody's been healed. Somebody's been delivered. Somebody's been transformed right now. In the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Now with all heads bowed, all eyes closed. If you are here, you don't know Jesus as your personal savior. You want to give your life to Jesus. You want to surrender in appreciation on this day. To say, Lord... I want a fresh start. Give me another chance to make things right with you. I know I could have done better. But I want to start again. You want to surrender and start afresh. You want to give God a fresh start to your life. Some area of your life needs to be born again. And you want to therefore lift up your hand and say, Lord, it's me. Start transforming me. If you are here like that, lift up your right hand. Wherever you are, lift up your right hand. Lift up wherever you are. Don't care about anybody standing by your side. Lift up just your right hand. Jesus is touching somebody. Lift up that right hand right now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. Now, if your hand is lifted up, I want you to say this prayer with me. Say, Almighty Father. Almighty Father. If your hand is lifted up, walk up to the front. I want to lay hands upon you. Clap. You lifted your come, come to the front now. Come, come. If you lifted your hand, just walk up to the front. Walk up to the front. Come, 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 come. Don't be ashamed. Don't be ashamed. Clap for them as they come. 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 Clap, clap, clap for Jesus. Clap, 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 clap. Supernatural things are about to happen in your life. Come right here. Now let's lift up your hands and let's all say this. Say, Almighty Father, Almighty Father 
I love you from my heart. I surrender my life to you. Please forgive me for all my sins and wash me in the blood of Jesus Christ. I believe Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God. He died for me and God raised him from the dead. By this faith, I am born again. I am a child of God. Please write my name in the book of life and fill me with your Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. Amen. Wow. Weren't you blessed by that anointed word of God? Come join our services this and every Sunday at 11 a.m. Central Standard Time in person at 5796 Shelby Oaks Drive, Memphis, Tennessee. Be blessed.